I'm blanking. I am Tartan. Take your time. Take hey your time. Hey, everybody. Welcome to yeah. the Big Bean Podcast. We are. We're not doing that. Uh, We're not okay. doing that. No. <laughs> no, 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 no. I like the enthusiasm, though. Yeah. Keep no, no, that. <laughs> Welcome, everybody, to the Baked Beans Podcast. We've got White Sea Deer over here, sure. and we've got us, Zap Quackbacks. Uh, Zap. And myself, Quack. <laughs> um and uh we've got some stuff to talk about heck yeah we do. um some movies some games some some news uh so without any further ado uh zap why don't you start us off with your topic it sounds like you got some stuff to say about dogecoin oh, oh yeah uh dogecoin uh apparently it is the world's favorite crypto at the moment uh it's skyrocketed um this year alone it's gone up what something staggering around like five thousand percent it was trading at the beginning of the year at a tenth of a cent and as we're sitting here talking right now it's at about 30 cents so anybody who got in that on the ground floor is making bang uh i myself am doing pretty well on it um and you know we'll only see how far it goes they, they're introducing new markets for it there, there's everything but it's it's staggering. It's outperforming every other cryptocurrency, and uh, now with the introduction of Coinbase and you know the constant support from Elon Musk, if they can get some real supporters behind it, you may see it. You may see it do some things, but who knows? You know, everybody's also talking about the crypto bubble that could happen, um, and maybe everything will maybe it'll pop and everything will come back down. But we'll see what happens. Uh, I'm just I'm excited and, and I like what's going on. I think it's interesting. I think we're gonna see a lot of people. Uh, you know, when uh, back in 2012, when Bitcoin made it really big, and we saw a lot of Bitcoin millionaires come out. Oh yeah. Yep. We're seeing kind of the same thing right now. There are Dogecoin millionaires oh, yeah. already. So it's uh it's happening. That's bonkers. And it's real. And, <laughs> yeah, it's it's fun to watch. It's started as a joke as a meme and you know the internet said hey bitch let's go and uh here we are yeah 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 dogecoin is it's super interesting to me because like you were saying david it really did start as a joke i forget the name of the creator the guy made this thing as a as kind of just a meme joke um because cryptocurrency was just coming to the market he's like oh i'm just gonna make dogecoin like make it funny whatever ha 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 but apparently, I read the history on this. A guy that worked at IBM, high-level technical guy, whatever, he came to the creator of Dogecoin and he basically said, I want to make this a thing. I want to make this a real thing, cryptocurrency. And the creator was like, all right, whatever, let's do this. And uh, it's definitely gone to play. It, it spent years and years you know, trading under a fraction of a penny. And it, you know, a lot of people dismissed it. But now you have a bunch of Gen Z millionaires running around saying much wow and so doge. <laughs> and it's just so crazy to watch. Um, and I personally- I am one half of that. Yeah. And I personally own some, do- some Dogecoin. It's, you know, I'm not rich or anything, but the amount of money that I've made is nothing to shake a stick at. So I think it's just incredible to see all these people um, from the internet community and stuff make all this money. Cause I-, I love seeing people succeed. I think it's a great thing. Um, and I would recommend anybody just to pick up even a hundred, it's a hundred dollars worth. Like just put a little bit of money in because if this thing goes any higher, you're, you're going to be making a lot of money. So for example, like if, if it gets to a hundred bucks one day, years down the line, 
um, I will have a lot of money. <laughs> you know, if and, it, if it he, gets to a hundred dollars, I will never have to do exactly for so, the rest of my life. So even if you just want to pump in a few hundred dollars of, of spare savings in there and just hold it for a very long time, I would recommend people do it. it make sure it's money that you're willing to lose. Make sure you're not putting in your life savings in this thing, obviously, mm-hmm. because the, the bubble is a legitimate threat. We may see this tank one day um, and you might lose all your money. So if you if you're willing to blow through some money and make a a little investment for the hope that maybe in the future that you'll never have to work again for the rest of your life i would would recommend it um so i'm super excited to see the future of this obviously because i have a personal benefit if it goes up to there and then also i want to see everyone else succeed and stuff like that um the other point of this is i'm worried that uh because obviously the government and the powers that be don't like all of us poor people making a lot of money um, I, I could see the government coming in here because this isn't just happening to Dogecoin. We're seeing Ethereum, Litecoin, Unicorn Coin. There's a bunch of crazy cryptocurrencies out there that are spiking. A unicorn Coin? There's a Unicorn Coin. And there's a bunch of crazy cryptocurrencies spiking right now because of this Coinbase listing and all this stuff. I'm worried about the government coming in mm-hmm. and doing some crazy regulations on the cryptocurrency market. That's what scares me. Um, but for now, in the foreseeable future, it, things are looking pretty bright for cryptocurrency, so I think it's a legitimate investment to make. It's definitely not going to hurt if you put uh, your play money into it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I've got I've got two points to this. Mm-hmm. Um, so one, I, I the first point, I just want to point out that, like, to my knowledge, none, all three of us, we are not any sort of financial advisor. We do not. No. We do not watch the stock. Far no. as I know, you guys don't watch the stock market or cryptocurrency like a hawk, and you're not like in the business of those right. things. So, like, we're not no. really qual- quote no. unquote qualified. Yeah, this is more this of a friendly, like, hey, advice. This is us, yeah. just giving opinion. As yeah, a, my personal yeah, like opinion a friend, as, you know? a, as an as a uh, as an observer. You know, that's definitely don't want to say. <laughs> yeah. Don't, do not don't take like, this for take... any legal advice. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to take credit for someone's uh, uh, financial disparity or anything. Yes. Uh, yeah. My second point that I want to make is um, how memes in general uh, they st- like they've started off as just like literally memes. Memes started as memes, right? If you think about <laughs> it, um, and which uh, and through the years they've transcended to become an art form and now like they're actually influencing the economy in some some way shape or form i just i think that's really crazy to me that like wild yeah like fancy art that those go for millions of dollars but like the way that memes have evolved in like the last 10 years i i don't think anyone could have ever imagined you know even five years well I don't know when Dogecoin came out, but like 10 years ago, 2013, that like someone was going to, yeah. Uh, but like that someone was going to slap a dog on a coin and say, Hey, sink all of your money into this because it's more <laughs> secure than the banks. That's if, if you had said that to me 10 years ago, I would, I would have looked at you like you're a fucking, like you're a loony. <laughs> you need like, get back out well, on the street. You fucking crazy fuck. Well, you know, well, but, you know, that's how, that's how things all unfold in this, this crazy world mm-hmm. is like the, the, the thing that you should be betting on is is more often not the thing that you think is, is crazy. Yeah. Well, Quack, I have one thing to say to all that. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. To the moon, baby. To the moon. To the moon. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> 
And love the memes. To, to bounce love off the memes of, about the meme. Yeah. <laughs> to bounce off of you, Quack, for sure. Um, you, you talk about how memes have been influencing the economy. There's actually a system up now, yep. and I, I forget what it's called, but you can take either video clips or memes or pictures and buy them. And it occurs, I learned this because I'm a fan of wrestling, so I follow WWE. WWE, on their website, you can buy clips of famous wrestling matches that happen and it's basically huh. like a stock holding and and a lot of big companies are starting to get into this a lot of different people are starting to get into this so i i don't know what platform is it like an nft i think that's what it's called nft i think that's what it is um but basically yeah I, me and me and me and, yeah yeah I, I, so I, me and zap were talking about it a couple of weeks yeah, ago i don't think yeah, any major that, uh, trading platforms offer it but i think it's something you can do online i, I i'm not super you, familiar with it but i think that's crazy question uh, yeah. So, basically, it's saying you have the rights to that image, or it's just saying you own a no. certified copy so, of it. Yeah, you you basically kind of own a certified copy because obviously WWE isn't going to license its product out to random people that want to buy it. Like, and then you'll never be able to see it on YouTube or anything. But yeah, it's some some system where you can. I don't know if it's owning a piece of the clip or if it's you know just getting a certificate that says you are a partial owner or whatever. I'm not super familiar with it, but I just know it exists. And maybe that's another topic we can talk about in the future. But I thought that was super interesting that that kind of connected with what you said, Quack. Yeah, it is. Yeah. I think it's very interesting. All right. Uh, I think it's uh, I think it's on me. Yeah. Um. So I've yeah, got well, some uh, I've got some hot. I've got some hot takes. Maybe not. Maybe not like some super hot takes. I'm pretty sure everything that I'm about to say about this has been talked about on the internet because uh, the movie's been out for a while already. Mm-hmm. Um, but the Snyder Cut for uh, Justice League um, finally got around to seeing so, it. <laughs> yeah. Spoiler alert. Just so you guys know, if yeah. you guys don't want to hear the spoilers, jump to the whatever uh, time slot that's after this. That way you don't we will list spoilers. it. We can't list it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, we'll fix it in post or whatever. Different medium. Um, yeah. Uh, and uh, Ethan, you have not seen it, but you're you're cool with the spoilers yes. still, right? Yes, I am. All right. So, uh, also, Zap and I also, have. Uh, what's up? Uh, you have seen the original cut, right? I have seen the original Justice League. A multiple. I have season. not. So we can actually speak about the differences. Oh, okay. Wait, you've never seen the original cut? Nope, I just saw the Snyder cut. Mm. That's that's great. I honestly think that that was um, that would probably be the better way to do this. Um, so there's actually a interesting statistic on Facebook. They did a poll recently where um, two uh, two two million people were in the poll and. Uh, Basically, it was asking, did you finish the Snyder Cut? Um, and 33% of them that were polled said yes. And that is... Outside looking in, if I had not seen the Snyder Cut, like, I'd be really concerned about that. But after watching it, I kind of understand why. Um, and this kind of leads into... Um, why I was saying it's probably a good thing that, that uh, Zap, you didn't see the original. Um, so you didn't have to sit through, you know, the 75 to 80% of a movie that you had already seen, like I did. Mm-hmm. Um, there was Check a lot of new stuff. 
there's a lot of new stuff in the movie. I'm not trying to discredit how much more there is in the movie. But having to sit through the same scenes yeah, two hours. of the original that honestly it was just a meh movie it was a uh, it was hard it, the whole afternoon felt like it felt like the whole afternoon when really it was only four hours um so uh zap let's uh let's hear what you have to say i guess dude did you like it you didn't like it oh no, no. i okay i liked it um okay so there were, there were quite a few things. So I have to say, uh, first off, before I get into this, that I am a bigger fan of Marvel than I am of DC, at least in terms of, you know, the MCU versus the DCU, the major movie universes. Um, I think yeah. Marvel has done a great job and they've set themselves up. It's wonderful. I think the DC needs to catch up. I think they're kind of messing it up. They keep restarting franchises and messing it up. It's not, not finding their rhythm yet. Uh, Yep. But that's not really the, the conversation right now. So the, the Snyder Cut, I saw it as a what could be a really good foundation to a greater universe with some hiccups. Um, there were some yep. things that I just didn't like, uh, some ways that they edited it that I didn't like, I some scripting problems that I thought could be better, some usages of CGI that just kind of sucked. Uh, some storyline issues, but overall, the story, the actors, the characters, I, I can't say that I didn't, I can't say that I hated any of them. I, I did enjoy all of I it. Can. From, 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 <laughs> well, for, yeah, that's fine. We'll get into it. But yeah. from what I yeah, yeah. saw, um, something that surprised me was Cyborg. Uh, I did not expect. Oh, yeah. I didn't expect. I thought Cyborg was just like a half robot. I didn't expect Cyborg to be what would be in the MCU the equivalent of, in my mind, the Scarlet Witch, which is like he has the power of an Infinity Stone, which is like you know the I I don't I don't remember what they're called, but I called it the Reality Cube, the Mother Box, mother the box. Mother Box. Yeah, he has he has that power, which is insanity, and I think that's that's awesome. Um, and I, I think it catapults him to a, to a level of importance, and it makes me automatically interested in his storyline. Um, in the Snyder Cut, I'm told that there's a lot more of the Flash, and I did like his character. I thought it was zany, and I, I thought it was interesting, but I didn't like the way that he worked into the story. I, I think him, if he had had a separate introduction into the universe, that would have been nice, but... That's just me. But overall, uh, I would give it like a six or seven out of ten. And it's it's something that I'm not gonna like jump out of my seat to ever go see, but I I'd go watch another DC movie with these characters in it. You know? Yeah. Um I think I sit around about the same like rating as you, Zap. Mm. Um But I have a little more like negativity about the movie because I saw the original um, and I, I I like the the dichotomy of this conversation because like we get to discuss both of these these avenues um, uh, so in terms of cyborg uh, favorite part of the movie honestly they um, took his part in the the original cut of the movie 
and almost tripled it. Um, he did not have as much going on for him. Oh wow! In the original, like he, that was not in the original. There. They made a mistake because he mm-hmm. he's like yeah. he's he, you need him. He's like he seems like the most important character. Yeah, um, a lot of his background stuff and the way that he, he interacts with technology in the Snyder Cut is not in the original cut. Like he shows up, you're supposed to automatically assume that you know everything about this person, right? Um, and you don't get any of the emotional buildup that like the Snyder Cut actually gives you for Cyborg. So I think that was one thing that they really did a good job about is really fleshing out that character. Um, because like most people, um, I feel like uh, DC rushed into this movie. They should have went and actually did standalone movies for Cyborg, for The Flash, just like they did with Wonder Woman. They should have done all of those for the other characters. That way we right. could actually get to know these people oh, yeah. before yeah. this big calamity happens. That's my biggest problem with the DCU is they didn't set up this Justice League movie well enough. Like the yeah, MCU no, took their time and developed no. it and did it. And like, Mm-mm. there's no, yep. there's no emotional response to any of these characters. Yep. I don't know them. I don't care about them. I want yeah. to care about them. Give me something <laughs> to care about. Give Cyborg his own to movie. Be fair, oh my God, he needs it. Yeah. <laughs> to be fair, Marvel didn't give them a fucking chance. Like, <laughs> no. you think about you, th- th- they they had a ten year lead with about a dozen movies. Yeah. Um, and well, they, they found you know, a it was a bad play on their part. Yeah. Um, I do like they they did a lot more with the Flash. There's one scene that I don't really like. It's the one with Felicity. Um, and that's because it doesn't really make sense to be in the movie because like. Yeah, it's a, it, it just feels like a half-assed introdu- introduction to what he can do. Um, there are some really I, cool I scenes that, that happen. I thought it was zany, though. I, I enjoyed it for its zaniness. I didn't like the editing of the list yeah. when, when the flipping. I, but maybe that's because it was com- it was unfinished because yeah. it wasn't in the original cut. But I didn't like yeah, it. Yeah, it, it felt like that. Yeah, it felt like that belonged in a different movie. It felt that like, like that in belonged a in a movie. movie. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, but um. So this is a spoiler. Uh, the whole like um, time manipulation that he does at the very end to go back in time to touch the cube—that's not in the original movie. The time versus Superman. I I know, but it's not. And I feel like it, that's it didn't in, I feel like that's necessary because like how else do you get him showing up at Batman versus Superman being like, oh, I went too far. Like I, in my head, yeah, I that's know. why I say I don't know if that's what happened. But I think like when he touched Cyborg, I think that's where he went, and then he goes to Batman vs Superman yeah. timeline, and then comes back. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense there. But like in the original cut, that that didn't happen. He didn't do the, that whole go back in time thing. Which oh my god! How did they I, get I, away I with love. this in this movie? <laughs> You're asking uh, the same questions that know. we all did back uh. in 2017. <laughs> and, and, you know, um, as someone who hasn't seen the Snyder Cut, hearing some of these things that have been fleshed out, actually, my point was going to be that I didn't want to sit through four hours worth of Justice League <laughs> because I've heard people say that it, that's all it is, is four hours of the original Justice League. Um, but hearing that they've, one, fleshed out cyber Cyborg story, that excites me a lot. And yep. uh, hearing... I thought, about, I thought that part was great. Yeah, hearing about all the different things that are actually filling these gaps that back in 2017, a lot of us were like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, <laughs> what is going on here? And 
so I actually might watch it now hearing hearing that just cyborg alone I might watch up the watch the clips or something I don't know like you were saying max like you're you're seeing through the same scenes for 75% of the movie and that's that's rough <laughs> but uh, but yeah it sounds like um, it pretty much just plopped in little things here and there to kind of fill in the gaps here you know so that that excites yeah. me I might, I might actually check this out a bit from what I'm hearing um, um, from what I'm hearing the Snyder yeah. cut the the original Justice League should have been after all the individual movies which the Snyder cut filled in the gaps for like the cyber yeah. storyline and the flash storyline yes, those should have been individual movies and then the original Justice League would have made more sense. Yeah. Um, I do have kind of like three more points if we're okay with like talking oh. about three mores. Yeah, no, you go. Okay. Uh, so first, um, which, you know, if you aren't already interested in watching the movie, um, I think the best part of the movie is the fact that they put Doomsday in it. Or not Doomsday, Apoc uh, uh, Dark Side. Sorry, Dark Side. Yeah, someone <laughs> uh, told me that he wasn't in the original, and I'm like, how was he not? He's the main villain. I know, right? Exactly. Like, they put Stefan Wolf as the main villain, and it's just like, he didn't deliver as well as he should have. And I think him acting as a subservient lapdog in this movie to Darkseid helped his character a lot. I liked Stefan Wolf a lot better in the role that he was playing in this version. Better than him taking command and being like I'm the big baddie and you're going to fucking do what I want but like in this movie he's kind of a, he's kind of Darkseid's bitch and like that's who he is in the comics and I'm like that's thank you thank you for I, doing that <laughs> I have a question because I haven't seen the original um, yeah what's up so if he wasn't Darkseid's bitch in the original what was the draw for a potential number two uh, two for dark side. Or for, well, yeah, you, you have a very good point. Um, there wasn't. Um, I guess like the big draw might have been the whole Slade or uh, Deathstroke and um, uh, Lex Luthor escaping from Arkham. That's just not good enough. That was that was supposed to be the draw for the next movie or the next phase of whatever DC was doing. I just and didn't I see agree that wholeheartedly. Enough. Yeah. Um. By the way, the whole like Lex Luthor being in Arkham didn't really make a whole lot of sense to me, uh, but whatever. Like, I guess they deemed him crazy enough to move into Arkham when he probably should have been in somewhere in Metropolis. But that's yeah. neither here nor there. Um, I I can kind of write that one away because he's a super genius and can play it off. Yeah, but I, it it just feels so weird for him to be there. But that's just the comic book nerd in me thinking that. Yeah, and you know the movies are different. Um, second point, uh, loved Martian Manhunter. Yeah, so, yeah, me too. You know, I thought it was great. He wasn't in it enough, but well, he was great. I, I absolutely hated the last scene. I thought yeah. that it was so clunky, and it Ben Affleck's Batman didn't even want to be in that scene. He just woke up and like, there's an alien at his doorstep he's not like combat ready he's not about to throw hands he just walks up to this guy who's floating right in front of him he's like hey what's up he's like oh yeah. hey i'm gonna i'm gonna help you in the next battle and like batman's like all right i'm gonna go back to sleep and then he flies off 
Yeah. And like, that's the whole scene. Like, why did you do that? Yeah. While there I can a... get the comicalness of it, I agree. Yeah. There was a scene um, in the midway of the movie with that Martian Manhunter. And I, 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 I wasn't fully paying attention to the scene, but uh, Martha Kent was talking to um, Lois Lane about yeah. Superman's death. And uh, after Martha Kent leaves, it is revealed that she is Martian Manhunter. He, he, he phases out of that form into Martian Manhunter and then phases into another person. Um, and I thought that could have been enough. You could have that just like, had that one scene and you didn't have to put that last scene in there. Yeah, I agree. I think, I think because you know he's going to show up and the introduction should be something fantastical or something at least better yeah. that makes sense. Also, like the interaction that we saw at the end of the movie, that's a type of interaction that the audience would assume happens off screen that we don't have to see because yeah. there's nothing going on. It's just like an introduction, like whatever. Like just show up in the next battle and like everyone will fucking wet their pants you know like that's all you gotta do <laughs> <laughs> i agree completely um last point and you know then we'll move on sorry that we're taking so much time with this but i have a lot to say unfortunately <laughs> um i now hate jared leto's joker um really? i with i viscerally and obnoxiously hate it and and it's it, it's at no fault to Jared Leto. It was a it was a director it was a director's choice. Um, he acted the scene. He acted the character that he was given. Um, oh, in that post credit scene, essentially. Yes. Um, so I think that there was too much dialogue given uh, between Batman and the Joker. I think there was like five minutes of them talking and like. Yeah. Four minutes of it was the Joker laughing. And then Batman dropped the fuck bomb. Which honestly I loved. I loved yeah. <laughs> I loved that he did that. Yeah. Um I like that part too. And the placement of that whole scene didn't make any sense. Um because it's in the epilogue. And you know, spoiler alert, it's a dream. And I feel like this this scene would have done better to be put at the beginning of the movie because then there would be some kind of like climactic buildup like oh this is the future that is going to happen if we don't do this yeah since or, it's at the end all all of the drama has already like deflated and we're like we're exhaling but like now there's another thing and like it, it feels like a bait and switch like we're oh hey this is going to happen maybe in the next movie so like this is what you're supposed to be excited about it just didn't feel very organic I, I think that, I, this is just my personal opinion, I think that it still could happen, and I think that that's the point, is that happens after Darkseid shows up. Right. Um, in the original, I think the placement was different. It was like halfway through the movie. Well, there and was, a, felt scene, like that was, there was a, a scene like that in the Snyder Cut. I, I, I don't oh, know okay. if it's a different scene, I didn't see both, but there was a scene where Cyborg, when he was touching the things, and he flashed into a future, and Superman was fucking shit oh, up. Oh, yeah. And then at the yeah, end, it gotcha. was it was like a different version that, and then like they they teased that in the middle when he said, "I think that Lois is the key," and then in the future, oh, like oh, I'm yeah. pretty sure you're he right, let Lois right. die or some shit. So like, it kind of ties together, and it did make a little bit of sense. But like, 
I, I agree with the whole point where like Joker and him talking was far too long. Um, it, yeah. was, it, was, it was just a bit much for what would be a good thematic scene. Uh, last point. Um, black suit <laughs> Superman is superior to regular Superman, and you you can fight me on that. If he's wearing a different <laughs> fucking suit in the next movie, I I might not even watch it. So, and that's what I, that's all I gotta say about that. <laughs> well, it's it's the uh, he got that suit from Batman, right? From Alfred? No, no. Uh, it was in the uh, it was in his ship. It was oh. like supposed to be the quote unquote his like ultimate suit because like there was a, a big sweeping thing of like oh here's the first one and the second one here's the one that you would have had that you if you were on krypton uh and then like it faded to another suit that you couldn't see and then like it it, it cut to him being in the black suit and flying off yeah i i like the black suit a lot yeah he looks he looks fucking yeah <laughs> <laughs> If you know what I mean, you know uh, but anyway, I think uh, uh-huh. I think we need to I think we need to move on. And I th- all right, uh, so Ethan, I, I think you've got some stuff to talk about. Absolutely. Star Wars, so new, like blue. biggest new adventure in Bad Batch. Yes, let's yes, go. Yes, uh, so this is a show that I've been excited for a while, ever since I heard of its uh, of its creation. It is called Star Wars Bad Batch. It'll be coming out on May fourth. Star Wars Day on Disney Plus. Um, so so far, very uh, appropriate. Yeah, if, if you had watched the original <laughs> Star Wars Clone Wars cartoon show, you will probably know who the Bad Batch are. I think they were. I, I looked this up. They were introduced in season seven at the beginning. Um, basically, it's Clone Force ninety nine, which is an elite group of clone troopers who they they pretty much have more individuality and personalities than your normal clone troopers. Um, and the reason why I am so excited for this, um, not only is it because it's basically kind of a, a continuation of the Clone Wars story, kind of an offshoot from the Clone Wars story, um, is that it kind of lines up with one of my favorite video games, Star Wars Republic Commando. Um, not in the sense that it's going to be the same thing, but it's kind of the same storyline. So for those of you that don't know, Star Wars Republic Commando was a first-person shooter Star Wars game that came out, I think, mid-2000s. Um, and I still think today it, it has it's still one of the best FPSs ever created. Um, they just released a remastered for Switch that I still haven't picked up, but I probably will soon. Um, but basically, it's the same storyline where you have these four clone troopers that have kind of their own personalities. They're not necessarily, you know, gung-ho about, you know, the the Republic or the Empire now. Um, and it's going to take them through basically the same time period as Star Wars Republic Commander, basically the, near the end of the Republic through Order 66 into the Empire. Um, and, the, and the cool thing, uh, the reason that I'm so excited for it is that we can kind of see a continuation from the end of Star Wars Republic Commander. The end of Star Wars Republic Commander, Order 66 comes in, and you you see the faces you don't see the faces you see the helmets and the and just the the body language of the commandos as they're getting this order and and they look at each other like what do we do because you know their brains work like a normal person they're not clone troopers they're not built to just take orders they're not robots um and that's where it ended we've been waiting for a sequel for a very long time so we want star wars imperial commando over a decade and it, it's just been horrible waiting for this and i know it's going to happen one day but i think this show will kind of in a way show us how an imperial commando game would play out and see what the reactions of these clone troopers air quotes clone troopers because they're really not 
um, see how their reactions will be to this, to Order 66. Um, and I think the coolest thing, I, I hope, my, my theory is obviously that probably one or two of them might go with the Order, one or two of them might go against the Order. Um, but either way, somebody's going to go against this order. I think it's really cool how, like, uh, you said their their their, um, their number was what was it ninety nine? Yes. Like, it's really cool because um, you said like their team number was ninety nine. I don't uh, batch ninety nine. What was it? Uh, Clone Force ninety nine. Yeah, and like that's the reverse of sixty six. Yeah, that order might 66. have that might have something I you know a little. I, little thing thrown in there you know yeah i i i i, I as a writer uh, appreciate those little things because that's something that i would have done uh writing for uh a a uh, antithesis or yeah. not an antithesis but like an opposition to uh a, a calamity hey um hey what's up star wars is cool yeah <laughs> yes that was all i love Continue. star wars star wars is cool yeah still is will always be <laughs> um at, as someone who is still working their way through um clone wars uh i'm on season two right now um i'm absolutely loving it uh the idea that there's a continuation from clone wars into bad batch uh that just means more content that i get to experience as a person um and you know star wars is, has been around for i think all of our lives at this point yes um and it's something that we grew up with. It's something that, honestly, we're gonna pass on to our kids. And like, I don't ever see Disney like uh, stopping the train for Star Wars. So yeah. I, I'm I'm really excited, especially after watching uh, The Mandalorian. Uh, I don't oh, know yeah. if anyone on that team is in any way affiliated with the Bad Batch, but like, well, I guess they are but because they all work some, for Disney, was, obviously. Yeah. There was some interaction with some characters from in Mandalorian that were in Clone Wars that had interactions with Bad Bat, so it all kind of ties in a little bit, you know? Is now, um this might be a spoiler for Clone Wars, so um I'm gonna ask a question. Um and I just want a yes or no. I don't really want like the outside ancillary information. Is Rex gonna be in Bad Batch? Do you know? I am not Or do you know sure. who Rex is? Not I know who Rex is. I'm not entirely sure if he is going to be in Bad Batch. Okay. Yeah, I I have not finished Clone Wars, so I don't know if he's alive or dead. Um, I just know that Rex is a really pivotal character in Clone Wars. Mm -hmm. Um, and it would be cool if he came back for uh, Bad Batch. And you know, I for for our listeners uh, at home, if Rex is dead, this probably hurts really hard for me to say. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm really sorry, because yeah. uh, I love Rex. Rex is really cool, and he's like the most human clone in all of Clone Wars. And you talking about Bad Batch being a batch of clones that are more human—that made me mm -hmm. think, oh, maybe they're like Rex. Yeah, and that sounds awesome. Yeah. Uh, so I'm I'm pretty fucking excited yeah. about it too. And um, another point that I wanted to make, more of a deeper meaning in the Star Wars universe, sort of. Um, Correct me if I'm wrong, but um, from what we've seen of Order 66, I don't think we've seen any dissent among the ranks of the clone troopers during Order 66. Like I said, in Republic Commando, there was a bit of a spot there where it was like, eh, but there was no nothing happened past that. Um, so I think if we see this, 
And and if my theory is correct that maybe one, two, maybe all of them dissent against Order 66, it will be canon that there was dissent in the ranks of clone troopers during Order 66, which I think that just opens up a ton of avenues for Star Wars to go. If there's civil wars that went on or if there were certain generals or, you know, commanders that said, told their troops, no, we're not following this fucking order. We're not killing these Jedi, blah, blah, blah. And maybe some more Jedi survived that we don't know about. We obviously know Kiati Mundi died. We know, you know, Mace Windu yeah. died. We, we know the certain, the big ones, but there's a lot more Jedi that were out there. And yeah. you never know, maybe the clones that were assigned uh, as their protection detail or in the armies they were commanded, they sided with them and said, we are not following this order. We're with you till the end. So I think that is super, super interesting to see. Uh, last thing I want to say, uh, unless did you have more to more to talk about um bad batch not me on bad batch david do you got anything to say i have to say that that is all very interesting and i love listening to you guys talk about it <laughs> um last thing that i do want to mention is um a shameless plug uh white sea deer has one episode of uh oh my goodness god republic commandos oh, on his channel right now you can go watch it it's a great episode um i'll, I'll keep i gotta show some love day. to I'll, I'll keep my bro over here you know thank you thank yeah, you so white yeah. seat here is honestly uh rapidly becoming one of my most favorite creators um Stop. and Stop. please every everyone everyone <laughs> that listens, please, please please go give go give him a, a look because it's worth it yeah and i started using a face so you can see my beautiful like, face live and in person on twitch on twitch and on youtube yeah, yeah. he's becoming my inspiration don't know I'm, I'm garbage okay i don't know what you're talking about <laughs> keep looking up the markiplier yeah but you're our garbage <laughs> you're our garbage <laughs> we are we we love you we love you thank you guys and yeah. i love you guys too you guys are doing some great things don't you worry all right um zap I think you got some stuff to talk about the new up and coming movie coming up on oh, April twenty third. Are you, are you some... talking about the uh, the new <laughs> Mortal Kombat? Yeah, that... I am. No. Oh man, tell us about it. Oh geez. Okay, so I don't have all of the uh, logistical information, but all I know is that Mortal Kombat. You know, who doesn't know it? It is it is something we were all raised on. You know us of this age group mm-hmm. uh we look back to the original games the original movies and what did we love we love the epic fight scenes we love the the amazing uh just fantastic ridiculousness of it all um and i cannot wait to see those crazy fights come to the 21st century of yeah yeah CGI and and everything and it seems like the casting has done fairly well you know they're casting martial artists and people of appropriate races and cultures and it seems like they're paying attention to things from the trailers that I've seen um, which is all secondary to me it's it's wonderful it's nice I, mean, I love it um, that they're paying attention but I don't care about the storyline I want fight scenes that's what Mortal Kombat is I want fight scenes and the fight scenes in the trailers look amazing and I am you know opening night there right now let's go 100% (laughs) cannot wait I want to see Sub-Zero fight Scorpion I want to see Liu Kang do his shit I want to see you know 
your soul is mine. Let's let's go. <laughs> I cannot wait for this reboot. It has been 20 something years in the making. No, wait, hold on. More than that. How many years are we talking now in the making? In the remaking? More than I've been alive. Uh, yeah, exactly. We, we are talking, in the 90s. Yeah, um, we are we are talking a ridiculous amount of time. Uh, there I can't wait. I hope it does well. Unfortunately, I have some expectation, but as long as there are good fight scenes, that's going to be great. <laughs> and then it opens up an entire new audience to the new games, you know, and that's yep. Woo. Uh, I think they're doing a good. I think I think they're doing a good thing, and I I cannot wait to see this movie. Plus, you know, all of the characters, the the um, what I've seen of them, the way that they're portraying them on film, they look really cool. They look fun. They look interesting, and they look just badass. Oh yeah. And uh, yeah, I'm just I'm going to be there. You know, watching this movie, and I, I, I don't see myself being disappointed as long as the fight scenes are great. I, I just think it's gonna be fun, unless they lean too heavily on this weird second storyline that they have in the trailer, which is outside of the realm of the original movie. Um, I don't fully know what it is because I didn't pay too much attention to it. Maybe one of you two do, but uh, yeah. Outside of that, fight movie, great. Can't wait. Go back to nostalgia. Love it. Let's go. Hundred percent. Yeah. Therefore, More, Mortal... it sounds. Uh... Sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say, um, Mortal Kombat. It's it's a movie that I've been waiting for for a while. I always thought that it definitely needed a modern movie in this day. I'm surprised it took this long to to make a Mortal Kombat movie. Um, but you know, at least from what I see from the trailers, they're doing it right. They're they're getting the gore down. They're getting the fighting down. They're getting all the characters down. Um, I'm sad, obviously, to see that it got delayed a week, but I'm not going to complain because we've seen movies get delayed months and even a year. So I'm, I'm not even going to... You know, it was supposed to come out today, and it got delayed until next uh, week. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, yeah, because I was like, wait, hold on, I bought tickets already. No, 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 I'm still I'm talking about the <laughs> yeah. delay that happened recently. Yeah, I'm not talking... There's no new delay, but, the, you know, we were supposed to see okay, it this week, good. whatever, but I'm not going to complain, it's just a week, so I'm not going to say nothing. <laughs> Um, but you yeah, can yeah. definitely expect me to be watching it. I'm not going to theaters yet because I haven't gotten my second shot, and neither has Kendall. But um, we're going to be watching on HBO Max. I'm so excited for this to, to see how much the director has pushed the limits with the rated R genre. And from what I've heard, it's very Whoa. it's cutting that line, you know. <laughs> and, and you know, it's just going to be a gore fest. It's going to be a nostalgia fest. It's gonna it's just going to be a fun, fun, fun movie to watch. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! 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 Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna be a little uh, I'm gonna be a little sad when HBO stops its whole like, oh, you know, yeah. straight streaming with theatrical releases. Um, so, uh, back to the 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 side story. I I think the idea is that well, from the the trailer, obviously it sounds that like there's a CIA mission or some kind of organization. Yeah. That's hunting Sub Zero, and honestly. I like it as an introduction, but I definitely feel the same way as Zap. I don't want that to take the main focus. I don't want this to be like I, I, we want to see the fights. Yeah. That's all we want to see. I don't don't, don't give us we this, want uh, it to be yeah, a Mortal yeah. Kombat movie. I care about yeah. the tournament. The, whole, the original was about, about the tournament. The yeah, exactly. I care yeah, about I the want tournament. the tournament. Yeah. Yeah. Um, one thing that I'm a little uh, scared about is that um I, i've told both of you this before um but the the trailer looks better than most movies out right now and yeah. that has me a little bit 
worried because like what if that means they took the best parts of the movie and put it in the trailer i really hope that's not the case yeah that can um, happen i hope so too that's gonna really hurt if that's the case um but i'm super excited uh i loved the original i didn't see armageddon i heard it was a trash fire um as most movies back in that day are <laughs> and we have to look back at them with nostalgia glasses yeah um but uh I'm, I'm super excited too i'm glad you guys are yeah on, on your point quack the the trailers you, you're saying that most of the trailers that i've seen have just been the fight scenes it's gonna yep. be about what's happening yeah. between these fights, and and that's really what's gonna make or break the movie for me. Because obviously they got fight scenes down. I have no doubt in my mind that these fight scenes yep. are gonna be just amazing. Kong v Godzilla, you know, quality fights. It's gonna be so. But are there yeah. more fight scenes? Yeah. And and we'll see. We'll see. How I hope fight so. Scenes there actually are. There better be. Yeah. We'll, <laughs> yeah. We'll we'll see what those in betweens are like. I think that's really what's gonna make or break it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I agree. I agree. And well, I mean, also, I think a thing that we're not crediting because uh, I kind of discounted it and you confirmed it. Who knows? Maybe the storyline will be more interesting than we all think. Yeah, it could. It, maybe it'll actually sure. be a nice draw. Maybe it'll be a good, a good movie outside of that. Or maybe you know? it'll just even be I a really fun little romp on the side, you know, of this awesome yeah. tournament. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Who knows? Maybe. Maybe <laughs> we'll see. But either way, fingers crossed. Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna love what I love and hate what I hate, and I'm sure we'll talk about it afterwards. <laughs> oh yeah, we'll, we'll talk about this movie later on for sure. Can't wait. Yeah. Um. But in terms of uh of of new releases that are coming out, I think next month. Uh, I think it's in May. Something honestly. Like. Um. Yeah, we've got a uh, we've got a new show coming out for for Disney Plus. Uh, Loki. You guys, you guys excited about Loki? Oh I'm, boy! I'm, after after looking at the cast for the show, uh, I'm I'm completely like like I'm so right there because uh, there's some people in here that I didn't know were gonna be here. Um, so obviously, um, Owen Wilson's gonna be in there. It, that's that's obvious. Some people yeah. might not recognize him because he's got the the facial fa- the, wow. the facial hair. Uh, yeah, I didn't God, know. every time I look, really, I, I, He's... I didn't. Okay, well that's that's good. That I mean I don't know. Uh, so he's actually the um, the good cop to Loki's bad cop. Um, he's the the foil, if you will, of the entire movie. Um, but you know, just to just to ramp ramble on about like who's in it like obviously tom Hiddleston. i just talked about owen wilson um some other names that i'm really excited about about is uh chris hemsworth is going to be in the movie presumably so in a in flashback it. or yes and uh idris elba i knew that those two were going to be in this movie i mm. honestly thought that sure. uh this was going to be a loki centric thing and like you know these 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 actors are too high up but you know I could have said the same thing about Tom Hiddleston, but here they all are in this in this uh, in this show, and I'm I'm really excited to see Thor be Thor again and yeah. have more Idris Elba being Heimdall because uh, those are pretty much the main three of all of the Thor movies. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, and they're really really cool. Um, one 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 bit about the entire thing that I really well actually there's two 
<laughs> I could go on and on, <laughs> honestly, but I'll only talk about two. Um, they're uh, they're time police. I in any uh, in any medium, uh, any time that there's like a time police scenario, I am immediately enthralled. Oh, yeah. uh, there's something about a uh, an entity that is outside of time. Um, going to specific points and stopping people from messing with time. There's something about that that has always interested me. And the old, the whole uh, idea of the movie is that... Um, or not the movie, but the, the show is that uh, Loki unknowingly um, made an alternate timeline. He didn't mean to. It was just like a, uh, a happens- happenstance of what happened at the end of uh, Endgame. Uh, where he picked up the Tesseract. And he doesn't know why. He doesn't know for what reason. It just kind of happened. Um, and I think the name is very appropriate. I think there's a tie-in with comic books with Variant. Uh, I think there is a, a Variant comic book for Marvel where like they mess around with time stuff. Oh, yeah. There's a lot I'm of not them. super knowledgeable about it. There's a ton of Is it really? Yes. It's, um, I think it's called... Is it called Uncanny? I'm not entirely... Uh, that might be their horror. Uncanny one. of... Uh, Uncanny Avengers is a thing. Um, yeah. There's definitely but I think there's though, I that think... mess with like crazy things like Fantastic Four meets Hulk and stuff like that. Like and and you know there there's a lot. Yeah, of uh, that's the that's the What If series. I think what if? About. Yeah, I think there's I'm like an actual What If. Yeah, I think there's actually a comic book series called Variant, um, and I don't know if it like actually deals with Loki or if it's like more about the actual, you know, quote-unquote time police. Right. Um, but that whole idea has me interested in actually looking up the comic books. And as you, both of you know, I'm very, very much into comic books. And right. I, I love time and I love multiverse stuff. Um, uh, the other point, I guess I have. Uh, and Well, actually, I'll, I'll, I'll give it up to, to Ethan. Do you have anything that you want to talk about real quick for, yeah. so for Loki? I am... For one, I'm really excited about this show. Um, <laughs> Loki's a character that I've loved my entire life, whether it be mythology, comics, or now the MCU. Um, so I love seeing that he's getting his own show um, because I've enjoyed him throughout the entire MCU journey that he's he's had. Um, and I think this has a chance of being the greatest Marvel show that we've seen to date. Uh, obviously, we've been, fingers crossed. Yeah, we've been obviously getting bangers with WandaVision and Falcon and the Winter Soldier, but I think mm-hmm. the the unique combination of Loki's just comedic gold. The character is funny, and, and I mean funny. Uh, he, yeah. him, and Drax are my two favorite characters when it comes to comedy in in Marvel. <laughs> um, I absolutely love them. Um, and then also combined with just the sheer acting chops that Tom Hiddleston has. I mean, we've seen Loki in the movies. <laughs> he is so... When he's serious, he's serious. When he's funny, he's funny. He is an amazing... He's perfect for Loki, in my opinion. Um, so I think that will just give us some great quality acting. It'll be movie quality show, as obviously Marvel has proven. Um, but, um, yeah, I'm just super excited for this show. Marvel's already blown me away with these shows, so I think they're going to do a great job with Loki. So I have nothing but high hopes. Any- yeah. 
any, anytime Loki is on the screen, like my my attention is immediately yeah. like taking off of like then, whatever the fuck is going on. Like I want to see what he's doing because yeah. he's the mischievous one. He's gonna do something crazy. And, and after watching Endgame and and all the obviously the the Marvel movies, you know, I've always just wondered what is Loki doing. You know, that that's kind of been nagging at me before, even before I even knew the show was gonna be a thing. Was what happened to Loki? You know, after he disappeared from custody, like what happened yeah. with Loki? What's he doing? Like, <laughs> like what what mischief is this guy getting into? I'm I'm so excited to see <laughs> them fill in all these gaps. It's gonna be fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Zap. Uh, what you got? My so my big thing for this show is something. It's uh, it's two things. One, this is a trope. Uh, two, I support it fully because. It's what you guys said. The character Loki is fantastic, and the way they're running this show, based on the trailers, I love the fact that you can plug and play Loki now into any scene and any movie and any situation into the MCU without any explanation, because he exists inside and outside of the main universe now. And, and there doesn't need to be an explanation. He can just show up and it doesn't matter because you're like, oh, well, you know, he's in that weird tiny shit where he's outside of everything. So he can just be there. <laughs> and I would love Tom Hiddleston, Loki, to just show up at a random place where he doesn't belong. <laughs> and then be funny just say some shit and then just walk <laughs> off screen like, ah, eh, whatever. You know, and like, and that, and, <laughs> and I love that idea that he's just going to show up and, and nobody so knows it. Funny. And, yeah, and I, I think that's fantastic, and, and I love the avenue they're doing with that. They're capitalizing on, on a great character, um, and I just can't wait to see where it goes. So I think it's going to be really cool. I have a theory, and I think um, you're going to see small yeah. clips from almost all of the major movies that has, that Marvel has come out, and he's going to just show up in a random scene that was super serious as part of those movies, like you were saying, David, <laughs> and just make his presence known and be like, all right, I'm out of here type of thing. So I think you're going to see all the big name like, actors from Marvel, the MCU, show up just in like small little snippets. You're going to see Captain America look to his left, and Loki's going to be like, oh, wrong place. And he's going to dip out. <laughs> it's it's uh, just going to be so funny. <laughs> Maybe he becomes the new uh, the new um, post credit scene. Oh, Maybe yeah. he's like. Maybe. Uh, I, I maybe think that's gonna be Deadpool, but yeah. Oh, that yeah. would be not ooh. not to say not not to say that he in any way, shape, or form could replace. I am blanking so hard Stan on his Lee. name, and I'm so Stanley. Stanley. All right. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, not in any way, shape, or form that he could replace Stanley, but like this kind of like makes an excuse for him to be anywhere at any time just like both of you were saying warp right into one scene and leave the next oh yeah um like and, every and movie very, that comes out there's always a loki cameo <laughs> so awesome <laughs> like uh, and then like unexplicably he's standing next to deadpool and they're both just like yeah 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 yeah, yeah that's a good point <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> it, it, very poetically he's kind of become the doctor who of uh of marvel yeah with all of this time shit uh weird side um, note tom hiddleston is doctor who huh no he's not i mean it'd be interesting i'm not gonna get into it now but oh yeah well because he's well he's british and also there's a there's a running theme with all of the new doctors of doctor who this is like a sidebar thing i'm sorry um where every um new doctor since uh the reboot has been a monumental fan of Doctor Who, and there's a very obvious reason for that, is because like whenever uh, back in the uh, the 70s and the 80s, whenever this movie or whenever this show was very prevalent, everyone in Britain was enthralled 
with Doctor Who. Yeah. So like, of course, everyone that grew up in that time is going to be a huge Doctor Who fan. So a little bit of a uh, tidbit of uh, trivia for you uh, Doctor Who fans. Yeah. Um, it, which Tom Hiddleston is a huge <laughs> Doctor <laughs> Who fan, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, last thing that I did want to talk about, and maybe you guys didn't catch it, uh, I did watch a few breakdown trailers of the um, of the uh, the newest Loki trailer. Um, and one thing that people were pointing out a lot is that there's a scene where it looks like uh, Loki is talking to Black Widow in a scene hmm. where it's like all purple and there's like a there's a desolate city in the background. Now. It's very obvious that it looks like Black Widow, um, but it looks like she has the blonde hair that she did in one of the previous movies. Mm. Uh, I think it was Civil War. I think Civil War she had blonde hair, but it was one of those. Um, but in Endgame, um, or rather Infinity War, whenever she died, um, spoiler alert. <laughs> oh, if you haven't um, seen it, she did now. not. She didn't. She didn't have blonde hair. She had her regular, uh, her her ginger hair or her red hair. Um, so there's a lot of people speculating that this is going to be the introduction to Lady Loki. And this mm. is a conversation between Lady Loki and Loki. Hmm. What do you guys think about that? I think I know nothing about Lady Loki. That's that, that's good. She does exist in the comic books. Uh, <laughs> uh, for a time, uh, Loki did um, change uh, Loki's form to that of a female uh, and I think that was I, I don't know if that was like um, forced upon Loki or if he did it willingly I don't remember but uh, Lady Loki does exist that would, that would definitely people are speculating. fit the bill of him going through multiple timelines he might go into that timeline where yeah. there's a Lady Loki and they meet and that would definitely be very interesting <laughs> that is exactly what people are speculating right now. Wow. You hit the nail wow, wow. Could be cool. Could be very cool. Good I'm really stuff. excited. Um, well, uh, it looks like we might be on our last topic, if not yes. the, the next to last. You've got some stuff to talk about. Aliens. Yes. Aliens. Boy, don't we like aliens here. <laughs> I love aliens. <laughs> I'm, I'm super... Uh, I'm, I'm, I've always been interested in the idea of extraterrestrial life. I, I believe it exists. I don't know for sure whether it's in the soul system or not. You know, I just want to make that a point. Um, but ex exciting news has come out. We all know about the leaked footage that is was allegedly from uh, fighter jets that took off from carriers um, in the U.S. Navy. They, they got videos of three different unidentified flying objects. Now, obviously... We don't know if these are aliens or not. I got to make that disclaimer. These very well could be, you know, secret Russian stuff or, you know, a fluke crazy thing that happened on radar, infrared cameras, whatever. Either way. Or the pyramids are flying. Yeah. Or <laughs> or it is bona fide aliens. We don't know. Uh, that's the whole point of UFO. It's unidentified. Um, but these things leaked, I think, back in 2015, 2016, something like that. I don't remember the exact date. Um, but now the Pentagon has come out and decla one declassified the footage because it has been classified this whole time, even though it's leaked to the public. And two, have admitted that, yeah, these are UFOs. We'd have no idea what these were. Our fighter pilots picked these up and they tracked them and they have no idea what it is either. 
Um, and so I think that is super interesting, one, that we have this footage to begin with. If you guys haven't seen this footage, I would go look it up right now. It is very interesting. There are things happening that um, modern technology doesn't really explain. The movements, the speed, um, and, and the size of these things, it, it doesn't match up with the technology that we have nowadays. It's very, very weird. Um, so that's, that's why a lot of people lean that it's extraterrestrial. Um, but me being the person I am, shout out to all the Mass Effect fans out there. I'm holding out hopes that we find Prothean ruins on Mars and a Mass Effect relay on Pluto, and I can spend a summer holiday on the Citadel. But <laughs> that would be great. Uh, <laughs> but I don't think we're anywhere close to that. But I think it's just super interesting that the the government's basically coming out saying, "Yeah, these these exist. We have no idea what they are. It's been happening for years. We've known." since radar was even invented that we've started picking up things that we have no clue what it is um and and i think it's just another step forward into you know legitimate legitimizing the hunt for extraterrestrial life and uh, and ufos and stuff so what do you guys think of this i'm 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 excited to see it happen i want i want to see more pentagon releases <laughs> i i know what you're talking about yeah i believe i looked it up it was 2015 2015 these, okay yeah that they, they originally took place and they're now uh, coming out with it. Um, they were mandated by our previous president to come out with all the information that they had mm. and they, they have. I, I think it's interesting. I mean, it could be, you know, another country's tech that they're flying low and nobody wants to know. Uh, could be another world's tech. We don't, we don't know. I, I, I have no idea. I. I'm kind of baffled and keeping an open mind and pretty much like you, I'm hoping for that awesome sci-fi reality <laughs> of <Yes>. future <laughs> to come to be, you know, like this is our introduction into us knowing the aliens and all those Galactic things. Galactic community. <laughs> yeah, you know, like that would be amazing, but <laughs> some, I mean, something, but... I, I'm just watching with bated breath and see where it all leads. And uh, I read about how, like, the maneuvers of the aircraft that's unidentified were hard to explain and exceeded technology that we know about at the time. And that's that's interesting to me because, you know, that's not unconceivable to say that it's not our technology, as in human. Right. Um, but also, you'd think that the people who are reporting that would know about it, but maybe if they do they don't tell us and <laughs> i i don't know i'm just i'm interested i think it's a, I, I think it's another draw i think you know uh in the grand scheme of things it's definitely something to keep people interested and something to watch so yeah yeah but i i have nothing nothing more than that or nothing constructive to say about it other <laughs> than that other than my personal opinion on it I like UFOs. I like the idea of aliens. <laughs> Let's go. Come on. Bring it on. I'm ready. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've always been fascinated with the idea of UFOs and not necessarily because of what media portrays them to be, just like the naming convention specifically, because really all it boils down to is just means unidentified flying object. And honestly, yeah, that's no idea. <laughs> It could be a weather balloon, but obviously because of the videos that we've seen that have been verified by the DOD, um, the, the, these aren't weather balloons. They don't look like weather, weather balloons, and they don't move like weather balloons. Uh, yeah, they and don't one, act like weather balloons at all. 
they don't smell like weather balloons. Uh, <laughs> um, but one one thing that I do find fun, rather comical that uh, that uh, I, I saw in the video. Well, actually, that after after uh, Ethan uh, recommended watching the video so that we could talk about the topic um, uh, is that one of the fire uh, one of the pilots of of the people that or the plane that was witnessing this thing go down just said oh my god what is that it's like i don't fucking know and it's <laughs> yeah. like that's like such a real yeah. response and i i don't know why i didn't expect that like um because most of the time whenever we see like uh ufo encounters that we perceive to be real they're all in media they're all movies so i i see an actor do that I see an actor act like a human right. seeing a UFO for the first time. Uh, and for some reason, I just didn't think that a real person would act like that. And they did. And it, it's it's really uh, really uh, interesting because that just shows how great actors can be yeah. about acting human in very human responses. Yeah. It, it, it's <laughs> um, funny because... But like like, the most of the ufo videos we see are just shot on cameras and stuff like that from people's phones and and probably about 75 80 percent of them are just fake you know doctored videos and their fake reactions and then the other you know 25 percent is just overblown people that don't know what they're looking at or you know stuff like that but just to see these fighter pilots which all of us know we've talked to fighter pilots before just backstory we all have been on aircraft carriers we we know who these fighter pilots are they're regular guys they're smart as fuck <laughs> let's get that point across they all have degrees they're they're good people <laughs> most of them uh, i'd hope they're smart yeah they're, they're very smart the fact that they can fly <laughs> these machines and just to, like you said just to hear them go what is that after all that experience and from what i've read <laughs> that the, that video that you're specifically talking about that was a 06 that was a captain that was a commanding officer of one of the squadrons on that carrier that is probably <laughs> has tens of thousands of flight hours he's been over every country in the world and he's looking at something going yeah. i have no clue what i'm looking at right now are you guys seeing this <laughs> and everyone yeah. else is chiming in like dude your guess is as good as mine <laughs> it's so yeah, wild that's, that's such a human moment that's yeah such a so human, human moment and i think that's the realest footage we'll ever see of something ufo like because they were just going about their merry day in their cockpits you know it's just another day at the office for them and then something just comes in and they're just like yeah uh, yeah that's weird <laughs> for the sake of the the future of the human race I, I hope that that's not the last uh because like both of you i'm i'm super i i am also very uh into the idea that we are not alone um i think uh i think back to a specific um south park episode where um aliens come down and they are monitoring the earth and uh they test the earth to see if they're worthy of technological advances that they have made um and it's some stupid thing where it's like randy marsh comes up and like punches a fucking alien in the face <laughs> without knowing that it's an alien and it's like in all good faith and like punches him and like from then on they are uh blocked off from the rest of the universe there's a giant uh force field made around the earth um and they are forever indefinitely blocked off from experiencing the rest of the universe and to think mm. that oh my god there's stuff out there that's not just us and we'll never get to do it 
or <laughs> never never get to experience it at least uh yeah. that that is that is a thought that really uh it keeps me up at night it it makes me think about like just life in general like if if this is just all that there is in the earth in the universe then like that's kind of sad i'd like for there to be more stuff yeah. out in the universe you know and uh so I, I, yeah i i, I, I hope we get more this because i'm a fangirl but i really do think that the story of mass effect is probably not necessarily the relays and you know how it happens but i think the the whole societal structure of the mass effect galactic community is probably the most accurate thing that is probably out there there's probably species out there that have come together that are technologically advanced enough to come together as a galactic community and because i mean we we always watch the videos and we know that this galaxy is huge the universe is even bigger it's it's insane there's got to be more stuff out there um so i i have I a so. feeling i have a strong feeling that we're probably being monitored because they know we're intelligent life and we're out there um and it's hard not to see all the <laughs> quote lights. unquote yeah it, it's hard <laughs> not to see all the lights spread across our planet it's obvious that there's things living here like if you look at nighttime yeah, pictures from yeah. satellites like anybody could see that like oh my god this planet is lit up like a fireball we know there's people out there um and and you know, I feel like there's probably some people watching us now. Have they visited us? I don't. I don't know. That's the question that a lot of people have. Have they come to Earth? Have they come to our s specific system? Um, but I think at the very least, somebody out there is watching us. Somebody knows we exist. Maybe they can't get to us, and they just know we're there. Maybe they can get to us. They just don't feel like doing it because we're like ants to them. We're just dumb little ants. So you know, I, I yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's crazy um, to think about. Uh, you mentioned Mass Effect. Uh, it's Mass Effect Legacy that's coming out, right? Soon? This year? Uh, Mass Effect the, Legendary. The remastered trilogy? Yes. The Legendary. trilogy. It's coming out with all the DLC, all updated graphics, updated voices, updated when? facial features. Do you know when? Oh, I think sometime next month. Sorry to, like, put you on the spot. I'm yeah. just, like, I'm, I'm really curious because, like, this is a perfect uh, point for me to actually get into the Mass Effect. Yes. Uh, so. franchise because i i've heard all of my friends talk about it for like the last five or six years um Maybe. and having it all in a convenient bun bundle yes. with all the dlc sounds i will really enticing you. to me oh, may 14 may 14 may 14 uh, there so we go. i will warn you going down the rabbit hole of mass effect is wow holy cow there's a lot to it the lore is so fleshed out there's so much history to the universe there's so much stuff to learn about it if you like lore and if you like learning about different universes and you like getting into things mass effect's a great game make sure you check out all the little spots in the game make sure you find all of the data pads and all of the you know lore stuff read all the journals all that stuff it's it's super fun to get into so if anybody out there who has not played the mass effect trilogy or for those of you that played the mass effect trilogy without any of the dlc i highly recommend you pick up legendary edition because it is going to be amazing and then mass effect one isn't going to be a slog to get through <laughs> they've updated it a lot it was a tough game to play yeah the original one i play it still sometimes but it, it's going to be a great time yeah i'm super excited about yeah. it um and uh with that guys uh i want to say thank you for joining us today yeah uh for talking about all these random topics um yeah we'd love to see you next week uh totally with 
with a whole another slew of topics. Heck yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, just final plugs. Uh, go check out White Sea Deer. Go check uh, Zap and I over Zap Quack Packs um, YouTube. Um, this is going to be on all of your uh, podcast services and also YouTube. Yeah. So uh, I and, hope you there and hope to see you next week. Absolutely. And if I if I may here, um, please, 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 everyone who listens, leave a review. Let us know what you think. You know what we can improve upon. What you like about us. Absolutely. Uh, Reviews help. So wherever you want to review, uh, we will read them. So so please uh, let us know what you think, and we're here for you. So yep, absolutely. Uh, so yeah, thank you guys again for uh, tuning in, and we will see you guys next week on the Baked Beans Show. Bye Goodbye, everyone. everybody. Hey, bye bye.